2: What's up, everybody? Jacob Westendorf here. One more time uh, going through everything with you guys here. It is Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Happy Monday to everyone involved. Uh, Andy Herman will be back here shortly, uh, but still taking a much needed vacation. And as if you guys follow him on Twitter, probably seen dealing with some other stuff as well. Uh, I won't speak to that. Just because that's that's his story to tell. That's all. Um, today, I wanted to go through and I got your guys' questions through everything. Um, so I asked for some stuff on my Twitter page, which you can follow me at Jacob Weston. But I asked for a mailbag. I just wanted to see uh, what you guys maybe wanted to hear about. Like I said, we're in a an odd time of the season. Um, it's it's kind of that dead period between the the draft and, and training camp, OTAs, kind of do some stuff. Not really. It's guys in shorts, you know, for the most part. Um, It's not a whole lot on that front um, to really be learned or anything like that. It's exciting, I guess, to see some of the new guys, the rookies, the free agents, stuff like that in a Packers uniform, but that's about it. Um, so I wanted to do a mailbag and I got some pretty good questions. So let's just kind of get right to it here. Uh, I got Brendan Dwerzynski at Brendan DZWS. which draft pick is getting too much hype and who isn't getting enough Uh, as far as too much hype I don't I don't like to word it necessarily that way because it makes it sound like I think the player may not be any good Uh, but I certainly don't want to think that way it's it's Christian Watson though as far as too much Uh, the Packers did give up a significant amount to go up and get him pick 53 and pick 59 to move up to 34 and grab Watson there in the early second round Green Bay was able to to get him and and there are a lot of people and some of it is sarcastic. My friend uh, Brandon Snide will tell you he's going to be an all-pro wide receiver in his first season. That's probably not going to be the case. Um, you know what's more likely is the the scouting report given to me by Ross Uglum, which is where the Packers are likely to uh, kind of use him as that fourth wide receiver early in the season. And and if they do that, and you know, eventually you know he kind of finishes as that fourth receiver it's just hard to make that big of an impact as a rookie. Now that being said, there's certainly an opportunity there uh, because you know, the Packers, the guys in front of them, Alan Lazard, Randall, you know, nobody in front of them is a, an established top receiver in the NFL, uh, or at least at an age where they have been. Randall Cobb was obviously very good for quite some time, but he is not that caliber of player any longer as far as who isn't getting enough hype. And I know this is strange because he was a first round pick, but I feel like the answer is Devonte Wyatt. And, probably because he was the second of two first round picks, but they took Quay Walker with that first pick. And there's been a lot of discussion on positional value and should they have done that? And, you know, what all comes to mind on those things for, you know, the Packers and and what they, what they should have done with those picks or anything of that sort. They didn't do anything you know different. Obviously they took a linebacker and then, but the defensive lineman, why does somebody Jerry Montgomery pretty much described word for word as far as, what they need on their defensive line when he was uh, media, when he had media availability before the draft, so that was obviously a little while ago. Um, but he basically said, you know, an interior rusher, somebody who could push the pocket and do some of the things that that Wyatt is very good at doing, and I think he's going to have an opportunity. He might even have the most opportunity, other than Quay Walker, to make an impact early and often for this Packers team because, from a talent standpoint, Wyatt is probably the second most talented defensive lineman on this roster right now. And I say that uh, knowing, having respect for Dean Lowry's game, I think he's somebody the Packers should be trying to keep. I know there's been some scuffle about a, a a post-June 1 cut, and that's just not something I think the Packers should be looking into. The same is true. I think Jerron Reed's a good player, and I, I kind of like the skill set that TJ Slayton brings. But Wyatt is somebody that I think can do a lot of things for this Packers team. and And he's somebody that I think can kind of, step in immediately. And I just feel like maybe that's not being talked about. Maybe it's because he's not a, you know, an edge rusher to where he's going to get those, those sexy numbers with sacks and everything like that. But just, and this is based on, you know, my, my timeline and my observations like that. So based on what I'm seeing, I think the answer is Devontae white, but feel free and tell me in the comments. If you think that there's somebody different, the next question came from Scottish Packers fan. He's at Scotland Packers. So some people are saying Sammy Watkins, may not make the team contract, etc. cetera. He says, IMO, he's the most complete receiver that the Packers have. Blocks can beat press man, plays X and Z, reads defenses, et cetera. If he can stay healthy, what are the chances he leads the team in receptions and yards? Well, the first part is, is the big one, right? If he can stay healthy, he hasn't done that for pretty much his entire career. But when he is healthy, he's a very talented receiver. He's the same guy who got picked in the top 10 of the draft that he was in. Uh, obviously a little removed from that now, eight years later, but still a very talented player. Uh, was a a highly coveted recruit when he was coming into Clemson from high school. So there's some stuff there. As far as what the chances are, I mean, I think the chances are you can kind of put this entire group into a bucket and spin it out and play the season 10 different ways and spit it out, and it it could be different each time that you do that. So what are the chances? High enough, especially if he stays healthy. I mean, if he stays healthy, like you said, he might be the most talented receiver of, of the veterans on the roster, right. As of right now, but that's also right now, you know, a lot of things can change between now and then and the big bugaboo with, with Sammy Watkins has been his health. Um, But if you want me to put a percentage on it, I I guess, uh, you know what, there's three veterans. So 33%, you know, right smack dab down the middle for those guys on those things. So we'll see what, uh, you know, what we think as far as green Bay's ability and and Watkins ability to, to kind of do, uh, the things that they're going to ask him to do throughout the season here. So that's my thought there. Next question came from, I'm going I'm to say this is pronounced like Nathan, Nath, N-A-T-H, Packers. So the run game struggled last season, and in totality, the offense never seemed to find its rhythm either. Can the Packers get that going again with draft picks, and do you think there will still be a veteran offensive lineman added? said, cheers, and that my truck, my new truck looks sweet. Thank you, first of all, for saying that. Um, I'm really enjoying the new ride as well. As far as the run game, that was something that, you know, hasn't been talked about a ton. The Packers last year, when everybody is like saying, well, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. it's like, Well, they, they weren't really good at it. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. David Bakhtari, Elton Jenkins, that group not being at the forefront uh, of the Packers offensive line and not being in the lineup and having to play with two rookies and everything like that, that was part of what suffered. You know, a lot of the yardage, that A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones gained last season was kind of on their own. One of the plays that sticks out to me is the Aaron Jones' long run in Cincinnati where he makes a guy miss in the backfield, and then he makes a guy miss on the second level, and away he ran. And that run is almost entirely on the greatness that was Aaron Jones on that particular play. Uh, can they get that going with with just draft picks? I don't know, you know, rookie offensive linemen usually it takes a little while for them to get their NFL strength. You know, if you guys, if you guys want, trust me when I say this, go look at a picture of David Bakhtiari now and a picture of David Bakhtiari when he was a rookie, he looks like two different people. Uh, Just the size, strength, everything that has been added to his frame since he was just a puppy and he was a young, young player as a rookie. Uh, So that was certainly something that they could do there. So do I think there's a veteran offensive lineman added? I If there was going to be one of those, I would have thought it would have been Dennis Kelly. But Dennis Kelly signed in Indianapolis. Um, You know, it may be a interior guy. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, It might depend on the health of Elton Jenkins, which we don't know a whole lot about right now. And, you know, the Packers, the Packers are the only ones who know that. And if they think Elton Jenkins is going to be ready somewhat early, then there really isn't much need for an offensive tackle. You know, the, the guys that they took on the interior. I love Zach Tom. Obviously think he's somebody that can contribute. And Sean Ryan might be my favorite pick of the entire draft class. And that's saying something. Cause I did like, you know, the player that was Devonte Wyatt. I did like uh, Romeo dubs, for example, but Sean Ryan might be my favorite pick of the entire draft. It could be a plug and play starter at guard. So that's kind of my take there. Uh, thanks Nate for the question. My next question is from Matt Pickett at Matt trombone on Twitter. He also hosts the Hey, We Like Your Pod podcast, so feel free to check them out here on YouTube after you're done listening to the Pack-A-Day podcast. Which rookie he has to, I think, will be the biggest surprise, the most valuable, the biggest bust, and the most lovable? Well, the most lovable, I'm going to go with Christian Watson, because I think that decision has already been made by a lot of people, um, and that's an understandable. He's a skill position player. He's going to score touchdowns, and he's going to be... He's exciting when the ball's in his hands. You know, I have some questions about him and, and everything that goes into that. But if he proves me wrong and hits his ceiling is a wide receiver one, and there aren't many of those, and there weren't many of those. And for example, you know, a lot of people think that Chris Olave was somebody that I had him as the best receiver in this class. There are people that think he's kind of a high end two and, or maybe a low end one a type kind of thing. Um, you Know if if Watson hits, he could be one of the best receivers in all of football. Not maybe not like Devontae Adams, but Devontae Adams is a, a gold jacket kind of player. So I'm not asking for anything like that, but that'll be the most lovable. Uh, the biggest bust, I don't I don't want to put that on anybody. So I sorry, Matt, I know that's a cop out, but I just don't want to answer that question. It feels like it's saying somebody's career might be a problem. The most valuable, I think the answer to that question as a rookie is going to be Devontae Wyatt for the reasons I mentioned earlier. And the biggest surprise, I'm going to say Romeo Dubs. I think he's somebody that can take that punt returner job early in his career and kind of make that contribution that way and solve a problem that the Packers have had for...
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
2: A decade long, I mean, longer maybe, that's certainly possible. Uh, But Dubs is somebody to me that I think will be, he's talked about a lot because he's a receiver, um, but I'll call him. A surprise uh, on anything like that. So, those were the questions that I had. The last one that I'm going to get to is Do Quay Walker or Devontae Wyatt have a legit shot at defensive rookie of the year? And that was from Joe Green W for uh, those on Twitter that can follow him there. <clears throat> Why it's going to be tough because and Walker kind of the same thing, unless there's just a lot of, you know, those are the big number awards, right? Micah Parsons won rookie of the year last year because he had um, sacks. He was able to play on the edge in addition to playing up the middle for Green Bay. So, or for Dallas, excuse me, not Green Bay. But there was a lot of a lot of things going on that, that kind of played in that. And Parsons is a special, special prospect. You know, Quay Walker, I just don't think he's going to be asked to do those same things. and probably shouldn't be. He's not that level of player. He doesn't do those things as well as, as Micah Parsons uh, can. And Wyatt is somebody who, again, if you're going to be a defensive tackle and a rookie of the year, you're probably going to have like 10 plus sacks, a couple forced fumbles. And and I mean, there's no saying he can't do that. It just doesn't seem likely. And the Packers typically kind of bring their young guys along slowly for, for the things that they ask their young guys to do. So I've said this before, I am going to um, look at like the rookies that the Packers have had and. Since Matt LaFleur took over, Darnell Savage and Josh Myers, are the only two guys that started on day one, Uh, Elton Jenkins eventually became a a player that was a contributor for the Packers on day one and the, or not day one, excuse me, but his rookie season, he kind of came through that way, but otherwise, no, uh, you know, they haven't had, they haven't had rookies kind of contribute in that way. Um, So that's kind of the thing for the Packers there. The last question I'm going to put two in one. It's F af- at Swiftism TT. I'm sorry if I butchered that TTV and Robin Adams, who's the wide receiver one and who replaces, how do they replace Devonte Adams? Uh, it's kind of like the scene from the movie Moneyball where they're asking about um, replacing Jason Giambi and Brad Pitt, Billy bean says, you know, I'm telling you, we can't do it. We can't do it. It can't be done. We can't just replace Jason Giambi. Uh, You got to do it with a lot of guys. And I think that's the way Green Bay is going to take it. There was a really good story that came out today that Tom Silverstein retweeted about Alan Lazard saying he could certainly take, you know, that kind of role um, for Green Bay next season. And he's ready to have that, you know, healthy productive season to address the elephant in the room is what he called it, that that receiver room is now without Devontae Adams. But I am not going to be surprised at all if – throughout the course of the season, you know, one week it's Sammy Watkins, next week it's Randall Cobb, next week it's Alan Lazard, next week it's Aaron Jones, next week it's Robert Tunyon, who I feel like is kind of forgotten. It's been reported. He's going to be ready for training camp. Is he actually going to be ready for training camp? I guess that remains to be seen and we won't know until it is training camp, but you know, that has been Bill Huber was the one who reported it. That's pretty reliable from that standpoint. And I think that's something that's been forgotten as well. It's not going to be the same. The offense is going to be different. I've talked about that a lot on this platform, how, you know, Green Bay is going to have to do things differently than they have, because there is no just, Hey, we need to play, get to Devante. Hey, we need to play find Devante. Like that just isn't possible now. And, and it's one of the fair questions, honestly, about this offense. It is because when it's a money down, I don't know who Green Bay's money player is. And I've talked about that a lot in this space as well. So I don't need to bore you guys with that, but that's kind of my take on that. So I think at the end of the year, it might even just be the guy who happened to be healthy for 17 games. And that was the one that, that kind of figured it out. If you want me to absolutely make a guess today, who's going to lead the team in catches and yards, I will guess Alan Lazard, but that is nothing more than guesswork. And I am not going to be surprised if it's one of Lazard, Cobb, Watkins, Christian Watson, Robert Tunyon, Aaron Jones, any of those guys could lead the team. And that doesn't even account for a veteran addition at the receiver position, should they choose to do something like that here in the next six weeks or so that we have before before training camp. But we're out of time. Enjoy your guys' Monday. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jacob Westendorf. You can follow the podcast at Packaday Podcast. I will be back tomorrow. a video with Ross Uglum and Jacob Morley. And then you will get Andrew Mertig for one day, I believe. And then Andy Herman will be back. Wish him well as he's doing well and taking a much needed vacation. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me the last couple of days. Thanks for listening and we'll see you.